This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sterling Shea from Barron's. I want to thank you for joining us for this week's installment of The Way Forward. Uh, We've got a great guest with us today uh, who can bring some incredible wisdom and experience to how advisors are managing through this this very unprecedented situation that we find ourselves in. Our guest is Andy Sieg, who is the president of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management and a member of the Bank of America executive leadership team. Andy, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Sterling. Thanks so much for the invitation. It's great to be with you. Andy, I want to ask how you're doing. Uh, I've had the pleasure uh, over the years to see you in action uh, a lot of times. Uh, You seem to me a a leader who relishes personal interaction with your team. Uh, How are you getting by in all this? (laughs) Well, uh, well, most importantly, uh, you know, my family and I are uh, safe and healthy. And uh, at this time for you know, for all of us, that's uh, that's number one, and because obviously a lot of things we're going to talk about in terms of how we serve clients and keep our businesses moving forward, uh, we're just not in position to do that if we're not uh, personally healthy. Um, I do love being with our team face to face, so it is very different uh, having to uh, reach through the phone, if you will, and shake people's hands virtually to uh, salute a job well done. So we're trying to use every trick in the book to uh, maintain cohesion and and culture uh, and the like, but it's definitely calling on me, like all of us, to change our operating model and figure out new rhythms and new ways to work. What's your work schedule look like? Well, it is, uh, again, I'm sure like everybody, it's a series of conference calls, one-on-one calls, video calls. Um, now, in, in my job, some of that is uh, uh, with my boss, Brian Moynihan, and the leadership team of uh, the Broader Bank of America, and we're pulling together at the beginning of the day, the end of the day. I've got my team, the people who report directly to me and that we work with, uh, who are also on calls twice a day, usually midday and end of day. Um, There's a lot of, you know, just key hot topics that we're all focused on that really revolve around business continuity Um, and this shift that we've made in a very historic way to generally be working from home. Um, And then, you know, we're, of course, we're fighting fires as they come up, but we're also trying to make sure we're pre- preserving all the bandwidth that we can to, you know, keep our business as usual processes moving forward. And then, you know, intertwined in that is, you know, prioritizing outreach to clients. I mean, that's what uh, our advisors are doing. That's what I'm trying to do. And, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, the one thing that about working from home, and I'm sure we're all experiencing this, is... Uh, you know, we're probably actually creating more productive hours in the day than we had when we were heading into the office because we're we're not commuting, we're not you know gathering for you know kind of chit chat uh, on the way uh, to grab a cup of coffee, what have you. Um, so there's a there's a lot of throughput that's happening across our team, and you know for me as well, I feel like uh, I, I feel like the days are are different but very productive. 
we've been hearing from a lot of advisors that we've been talking to about how they're managing their their teams and their clients and their investments in the midst of all this. Uh, and we're getting to some fascinating stories about uh, the best approaches out there. Uh, based on the advisors that you're talking to and, and those that you think very highly of, what stories and anecdotes do you have that reflect innovative and, and highly productive and successful ways advisors are approaching doing business in all of this? Well, innovation was the the right word to use because I think we're seeing the entrepreneurial spirit of Merrill advisors and advisors across the industry really coming to the fore. So some of the things that have caught my eye, uh, they fall into a number of categories. You know, certainly how we're using technology, um, it, it, not just advisors kind of working with their teams in this remote model in a very seamless way, but the way we're using technology to engage clients. And, you know, I saw last week uh, one of our uh, top advisors who, with only about 24 hours notice, uh, put together a webinar um, using WebEx, got an invitation out to their clients, had 240 clients simultaneously on uh, a video conference and uh you know, talking about current market conditions and the like. And so kind of figuring out how to scale client interaction um, is something that uh, has really impressed me. It's very technology centric. Hmm. I think that the pivot that advisors have made in terms of client dialogue, of course, we're focused on market volatility. But if we've done our job well, um, you know, plans and portfolio allocations were in place coming into the crisis. Uh, they were designed to be resilient, and in most cases, they are resilient. So the locus of conversation in many cases has uh, has not been necessarily the days up and down in the equity markets. It's been topics that are more linked to financial survival. So, uh, you know, how uh, are the businesses uh, operating that our clients own or manage? How are their people doing? What's cash flow look like? How can they think about a whole range of potential uh, financing solutions? Um, and uh, these are topics, of course, that you know we're we're always working with clients on, but they've they've come to the fore. Um, you know, third, uh, I think that our um, the ways in which we're providing uh, virtual reassurance to clients um, and you know, the way in which we're you know, trying to keep them calm and confident and forward-looking, you know, has impressed the heck out of me. And in this zone, it's, uh, in many cases, it's a kind of rule that uh, little things become big things. And I think it's just, it's frequency of contact, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of repeating messages to clients that, uh, hey, we we plan for this and, you know, we're, we're going to see our way through to the other side. We're functioning well. We're going to be here for you when you need it. Um, you know this uh, this kind of perspective or uh, or set of messages. It was summed up to me by the the tagline that one of our advisors has uh, added to uh, every email they're sending, where it says, "Stay strong, stay safe, stay bullish." Uh, hmm. And I think it kind of captures uh, the way people are communicating right now. I love that. You know, you you make it sound easy, Andy. Uh, what do you think's the challenge? What's the what's the hardest part of this for advisors? And and what ideas do you have for them to? <laughs> face that challenge? Well, I think the challenge is, uh, Sterling, uh, and it, I mean, it's not easy for anybody, that's for sure. Um, but I think the challenges are presenting themselves in stages. I mean, we had a, a massive challenge that we can't, um, 
fail to talk about, which is how do you have 20,000 uh, plus employees move from uh, working in the office every day to working at home? And, you know, knock on wood, we've had uh, a, a very good experience with regard to uh, the flexibility of our technology platforms and the ability to make those changes to work at home posture with limited inter, uh, interruption. And so that's that was step one. I think step two has been, um, you know, kind of understanding now how to how to uh, operate our teams and to reach out to clients, as I was talking earlier, kind of in this virtual model and obviously kind of being alongside clients through the, the peak of market volatility that we've had uh, two weeks ago. Um, I'd say today what I'm uh, what I'm sensing is the way in which social isolation is weighing on clients and bringing you know even more anxiety uh, you know into their lives frequently. I mean, none of us have uh, experienced a time in our life where we've been uh, you know in our home for you know weeks at a time, most likely. And so again, um, I think the way clients are reacting to the news, um, you know, the desire that they have for contact, all this is, um, you know, it's very different uh, in this uh, social isolation mode than uh, than anything I've seen before. And so, you know, my guess is as we go th- forward through the through this period, um, you know, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a series of different chapters of challenges which are going to you know present themselves to us. You know, uh, the the market was up yesterday. I, it looks like we're going to see more green on the screen today. Uh, but I don't think we're out of the woods in terms of uh, extreme volatility. Uh, how do you advisors best put that volatility into into context and perspective for their clients? Well, I mean, I think it's uh, I think in many cases it's, uh, you know, helping clients bring um, structure to the way that they're they're thinking about it, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of work's been done by advisors with clients coming into the crisis, ensuring that uh, overall portfolio allocations are kind of consistent to client goals uh, and time horizons. So that was step one. Um, I think at a very uh, in the midst of volatility, it helps to be thinking about you know near term medium term and long term perspectives um in many cases in a very near term way uh, most of the dialogue is uh, hey let's avoid panic selling because uh panic selling in in almost all circumstances uh looks bad in retrospect in terms of mm. the way it impacts a portfolio i think on a medium term basis um you know, thinking about uh, the sufficiency of cash. If this, uh, if we do have a, 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 a recession that goes a little longer than one thinks, um, you know, do we have uh, do we have the right cash allocation on hand? Clients are thinking about that, and they're also thinking about, and with their advisor's help, um, is this a good time to do some tax loss harvesting and and kind of move to uh, here earlier in the year than we normally would? Uh, some of these discussions uh, about uh, uh, you know about tax-driven uh, topics, and then I think long-term, it's uh, trying to help in the midst of uh, very, very uh, chaotic conditions. Take a step back and think about, um, hey, what are the underlying fundamental um, uh, 
uh, conditions of the U.S. economy. And, you know, that's where I think the inherent optimism and bullishness of uh, folks at Merrill Lynch and really across the wealth management industry comes to the fore, which is trying to remember there is there's no economy in the world that has the productive capacity of the U.S. There's no economy that has the kind of innovation that takes place here that has markets that function like our markets function that has the source and depth of talent uh, that we have. And so there are long lists of reasons to be you know, very optimistic over the longer term about uh, the potential for uh, the bull market to get back on track and for the U.S. economy to be, you know, once again, functioning at, at full speed. Um, and again, I, I think uh, you never want to be Pollyannish about it. Uh, but that bullishness over the long run has it's been the right perspective for, uh, um, you know, 100 years. And I think it's going to be the right perspective over the 100 years ahead. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, um, and so, you know, those are the those are the themes that uh, we try to come back to. It's an interesting balancing act, though, because you have a lot of advisors who are having to shift from being the comfort from their comfort zone of market scientist and uh, portfolio manager and, and investment uh uh, acumen towards being a behavioral coach and and soothing anxiety and fear, uh, which takes a, a subtle a subtle hand, a subtle approach, and a high EQ. Um, that's something we're watching very closely. Well, I mean, you're you're so you're so right, and this is um, you know in um, in many ways uh, this is the environment that demonstrates the value of a trusted advisor. Um, mm-hmm. There is uh, to get at those emotional uh, topics and uh, the kind of conversations that help clients have, uh, you know, confidence and the ability to kind of stick through things and not not reach points of panic like we talked about earlier, to be able to sleep at night. Um, you know, a robo-advisor is not going to be able to uh, connect with a client in that way. Uh, this is what uh, advisors across the wealth management industry do exceptionally well. And uh, the conversations are, um, you know, they're, they're very, they're intimate, they're emotional. Um, in many cases today, um, you know, they, they bring some of these uh, conversations that we're all learning about in the health sphere very much into the advisor client dialogue. And, you know, six weeks ago or five weeks ago, that was uh, uh, advisors talking to clients frequently that, uh, hey, social distancing is, um, you know, this is important. And, um, you know, and trying to, we were trying to get the message out that, uh, you know, we should be listening to what the CDC is saying. In fact, we put together a, a video where I was speaking to the camera uh, to clients and distributed that video to clients. One of the things that we did was try to direct attention to uh, what the CDC was saying. And, uh, you know, the, the feedback even to uh, a straightforward, you know, uh, message along those lines was uh, quite extraordinary from clients. We've had a couple hundred thousand views of the video uh, and a lot of positive feedback. And of course, who would have imagined three months ago that, uh, you know, Merrill Lynch uh, as a firm would be talking to clients about where to go for the right health information. Yeah, I, I want to encourage everyone to check that video out. You can search for it on uh, social media and LinkedIn. Uh, it's a great video. It's a great message. And that idea of using facts to alleviate uh, anxiety, I think, is really important. Andy, another ramification that's just come to my mind listening to you talk about that, uh, that I think will come from this, is um, this notion that 
great advisors are going to have an opportunity to compa- compound the trust and, and depth of their relationship with client families. But at the same time, I think a lot of mediocrity out there is going to get exposed. Uh, and as we come out of this, uh, I think you're going to see really uh, strong advisors have an incredible referral opportunity. Uh, as someone who's been so passionate about uh, advisor growth and organic growth over the last few years, do you have a sense on how that's going to play out uh, when life slowly and, and gradually gets back to normal? Well, I mean, I, as um, as you know, your question indicated and in, in our earlier dialogue around just the power of the advisor model, um, yeah. I think we're going to be in an environment where, um, you know, the advisor-led uh, segment of our business is going to take share um, overall. Um, you know, as always in moments of pressure, um, excellence and mediocrity, uh, they separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, it, For advisors, um, I think this is a time to, you know, be uh, – uh, doing a little bit of a, a self-inspection of our of our own businesses. If there's a client that we haven't spoken to in the last uh, four weeks, I would argue they're not a client um, because everybody needs um, you know our personal attention. They need to hear from us. They need to have contact with us right now. Obviously, it doesn't mean a telephone call every day, but certainly for advisors, it means having a combination of communication approaches which encompass all the clients that are part of our business, and that's calls and emails and social media. Hopefully, it's using some, th- some things like the webinars I talked about earlier or audio casts or podcasts, um, you know, to reach out and connect. Um, you know, advisors that aren't in touch with clients through this and clients that feel untethered, um, there's no doubt when we get to a normal environment on the other side, uh, they're going to be thinking about, uh, you know, how to make a change. And um, so, uh, you know, the strong will uh, will pick up share. Uh, their reputation will spread in the marketplace. And my encouragement to our team and advice for all is, you know, try to operate in a way that that word of mouth on the other side is going to be uh, – the best business development uh, possible for you and your team. Well, that's great. That's great advice. Uh, one thing I want to pick up on that you mentioned in the beginning of the um, of the call was about your your focus these days on trying to increase the connectivity and and in particular uh, keep culture moving forward in this virtual format. Uh, a lot of the advisors we know out there are intuitively doing a great job with client, their clients during this period, but uh, team management isn't always as easy for them. Uh, you have a lot of lessons learned and experience. What are some, what are some ideas, some tips you have on uh, increasing advisor connectivity with their team and, and team culture uh, in, the, in the virtual format? Hey, great question. Um, I mean, I think that, uh, again, I, you know, whenever we're in a crisis, I think you, you want to come back to first principles. And uh, this is this is not an environment where uh, subtlety and nuance will carry the day. This is an environment where good, solid fundamentals are um, are what all of us should be coming back to. So uh, in, in that column, I put things like, number one, routine. Um, you know, do we have a good, uh, solid approach to how, uh, the activities that we're driving, you know, every day? Uh, you know, throughout the week. Um, 
you know, personally, we try to operate with that kind of routine. I talked about some of the schedules of meetings we have, but with our leadership team, for example, you know, there's a Monday morning call that has uh, today about 500 managers around the country all kind of coming together on a conference call and having a single message. Thursday afternoons, we have a an audio cast that goes out to uh, all employees at Merrill Lynch, advisors, CAs, support, other support personnel um, that has really in 30 minutes what you really need to know about the current um, operating environment. And I'm leading both of those um, sessions. We have, you know, peer-to-peer a call that's happening with top advisors, you know, getting on a conference call and kind of sharing their observations about the operating environment and what they're doing every Wednesday afternoon. Um, and we've got some standing updates through the week um, from our research team. You know, using that kind of routine and and process to kind of build the um, you know build a framework for how we're managing our time, I think is step one. Second fundamental we've got to keep coming back to is just you know, communication, which is of paramount importance. Uh, It's critical always to our business, but it's of paramount importance in a crisis. Um, You know, more is more. And, um, you know, even when we feel like some of the meetings that we're having, um, you know, perhaps we could reschedule or push back, um, you know, my inclination is, hey, get people together and communicate. And, Mm. uh, um, and I think, you know, that that helps, you know, it keeps team cohesion. And so I would not, uh, even if it feels like we're in a little bit of a lull here, we've had a few strong days in the market, mm. um, you know, stick with your routine, stick with the communication. Third, um, you know, a conference call beats an email and a video conference beats a conference call. And so uh, I would take the time as we're going through all this, if you haven't learned how to use Skype or video capabilities on WebEx or Zoom, if uh, you and your your firm use Zoom, uh, this is the moment to learn it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, don't underestimate, uh, you know, when we're all isolated at home, it helps to have some, uh, you know, some face-to-face interaction and it, it brings people together in, um, in a different kind of way. So those are just, you know, routines, Communication generally, video in particular, those are three things that I think are important for uh, managing a team of any size. Well, great, great advice. Andy, I'm curious, do you anticipate any kind of permanent changes in the way advisors do business once we get past this? Uh, is the business going to be fundamentally different on the other side of the, this pandemic? Well, I think that um, I don't think it's going to be fundamentally different in terms of um uh, the value that we're delivering to clients or the, or what clients are looking for from us. Um, you know, the areas of emphasis will, will shift as they always do based on, um, you know, what's most important to our clients. But I don't think, I don't think that changes. I do think in terms of the way we're operating and, uh, you know, the, uh, the the tactics in terms of how a team functions, I think that's changing very meaningfully. I mean, we're we are learning that uh, technology today positions uh, us to uh, you know to change team structure, uh, work location on the fly in ways that we uh, couldn't have imagined uh, previously. Um, we're again learning about how to use uh, some of the types of technology tools that I've referred to around video conferencing as part of our 
day-to-day interaction with each other and with our clients. I think for us, you know, the digital channel in terms of communication with clients is, I mean, it is exploding in importance as you'd expect. And so uh, we've seen more than a doubling of the weekly uh, digital interactions that we have with clients. And that's how often they're on our mobile site or our website. Um, you know, the numbers are pretty, uh, uh, they're numbers that we, we thought we would get to, but we thought we'd get to them over the course of five years, not over the course of uh, four or five weeks. Um, and now that people are digitally engaged, what we're finding is we can be much more specific around, uh, you know, how do we use the digital channel to, um, you know, to be much more seamless and much more efficient. And so, for example, something as basic as uh, trying to take the number of physical checks that we receive into our offices and use this as a moment to have clients uh, really understand um, our digital check deposit uh, capability on our mobile app. Um, that's that's obviously really important today because we don't want to have people um, – going into the office and into the operations area and collecting checks every day if we can avoid it. And the way, uh, you know, the way that we get those those checks uh, processed is uh, to use the digital app. So something that sort of seemed like a, a tertiary topic, an interesting topic, but a tertiary topic has become a primary uh, topic for us. And, um, and I think those are, those are examples of things where I think this, uh, the evolution of our business is uh, is it, it's going to leapfrog forward in terms of uh, how comfortable clients are with digital and how um, and how central that is to the way we function. Well, but however good your tech is as a firm, however strong your message and culture is, it's inevitably going to be on the advisor to lean into a mentality where they think about that digital client experience. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, there's always um, there's always uh, clients who uh, want to be first and and embrace uh, embrace technology, and they they were early adopters. Most, you know, the vast majority of clients that is not the case, and therefore. Um, you know, this is the moment for the advisor to have the conversation and uh, point out, um, you know, there's no need to put that check in the mail to us. And uh, in the current environment, it's a little dicey in terms of uh, whether the mail is going to continue to, you know, function as reliably as it has. So let me take five minutes and show you how to use uh, uh, mobile check deposit. And uh, that's a very easy conversation to have. And, And of course, interestingly, clients are at home and uh, they have uh, a different pattern of their day and a little more time, generally speaking. And so, you know, in many cases, they're more open right now to uh, taking a half an hour and learning uh, about our digital capabilities than they were when we were in our, uh, our normal operating gear. Which is time really well spent for an advisor. Well, Andy, this has been uh, very helpful and, and interesting for me. Uh, in classic Baron style, can you can you send us out with a uh, a final actionable idea you might offer to the advisors out there out there listening in? Well, let me. Uh, I love I love how you always end with that question, Sterling. And so I was thinking about it, and I, I just I think given the week that we're in, which is a week that we're going to celebrate uh, Passover and Good Friday and Easter, um, and the fact that uh, all of us are going to be uh, having those celebrations in a little bit of a different way this time. Um, you know, my uh, my actionable advice would be to uh, uh, do all we can to, uh, 
you know, bring uh, family into our homes uh, virtually because, uh, you know, that, you know, thinking about how we're going to do that and taking the moment around these uh, holidays to reflect on the truly important things in life, uh, our families, our health, the health of our clients uh, and our faith. Um, I think that's going to give us uh, a lot of collective strength to uh, make our way through what the weeks out ahead of us hold. So uh, that that's my advice for, for today. Well, that's an awesome, actionable idea, and I really appreciate it, Andy. Hey, likewise. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank everyone for listening into the call today. Uh, the Barron's Wealth and Asset Management team has been working really hard to try and bring relevant information to the advisor community during these unprecedented times. Please look for our weekly newsletter, The Way Forward, in your inbox this afternoon, and please turn, tune into our live call with David Bianco from DWS Investments on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, where he's going to be discussing the capital markets looking forward. Thanks, and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.